Studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey. It's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts, Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. Oh, Nick. I hate sad news to start a show. I hate sad news to start a show. But we lost another legend, man. Two weeks in a row. Uh, Two weeks I thought you were going to say that the Snell no-hitter is uh, off. No, I am not paying any attention whatsoever. This is the that. World Series uh, podcast, man. It's the World Series. The the actually going on right now World Series podcast. Yeah, this is the first time we've ever had a Quizzo trivia podcast during the World Series. Folks, we are sorry, but we're running late this week, and we'll get this out midweek. <laughs> it's pretty impressive that we got it together for the World Series. Right. We wanted to have your during the World Series podcast. Um, <laughs> no, and, and, you know, unfortunately, Nick, the the tie-in of who we lost is particularly relevant to the World Series because this band, even though they were formed in London, England, by bass player Tony Adams had one of the best number one one-hit wonders ever. And it's a baseball-related name and baseball-related album. And I would ask you if you can tell me which band and song I am speaking of. Well, there's only one possibility here. And, and the reason I say there's only one possibility is because there's only one baseball-related album that I wouldn't even know if the guy died. And that is the <laughs> outfield. <laughs> That is absolutely correct, Nick. Tony Lewis, the lead singer and bass player of the outfield, passed away at 62 years old. He was responsible for... Who? 62. He was responsible for their number one hit, writing the song Your Love off the album Play Deep by the Outfield. What a great title. And as a kid, I was so locked into that because I thought, you know, baseball, they love it. And then I found out they're English and didn't know anything anything about baseball but loved the name because they figured it would play well in England because it was an American reference. Right, so do they love the name Play Deep or and then they became the Outfield or they liked the name the Outfield and then went with Play Deep? They they liked the name the Outfield. They were the Outfield before okay. the album Play Deep came out. So Play Deep is a great name of an album. And, and, a, and it was their first album, right? So they played off that beautiful. It was a three-time platinum album. Okay, and uh, peak charts never hit number one, but the album got to the top ten in the U.S. charts in 1985. Was the follow-up called The Shift? Uh, let's see. I don't. No. S- in, 19, in, ni- in 1999, they released Extra Innings. Uh, okay. But all the other references, it was Bangin'. Uh, Voices of Babylon, Diamond Days, Rock Eye, It Ain't Over, Extra Innings, Anytime Now, and then Replay, which was their last album in June of 2011. I'll tell you what, the Tony Lewis band, which are still carrying the outfield banner singing Your Love at Casinos Across the Nation, uh, I listened to a version of the outfield's uh, song from 2018, and surprise, Nick, I don't know if you knew this, but they closed the show with it, which I found incredible. They closed the show with Your Love. So when you say playing against playing in casinos across the nation, you're referring to the fact that nobody would go see them unless they were already in a casino getting free tickets comped. Is that what you mean by that? I'm just or, saying what's the one reference? one hit wonders <laughs> prime 
market is casinos across the nation. Like, like I'm pretty sure before COVID hit, like Smokey Robinson was playing at the casino. Right, but that's the Atlantic City casinos. I'm talking like Turning Stone. Like Tony Lewis Band of the Outfield is playing Tony Turning Stone Lewis Casino. Band of the Outfield is at Turning Stone. Right? That's great. Right? And you're that's, waiting that's... to hear your love, right? The whole the whole show. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. If you're at that concert, well, I Well, listen, exactly he builds it up, you know. Doing. He gets everybody to start clapping. There's a minute and a half intro. He he introduces the whole band during it. Basically, we watched the same thing happen with Casey and the Sunshine you know Band. Guy, you know what a guy gets married young and he doesn't like as they say get it out of your system? Yep. Well, when we were younger, like we just got it out of our system like the idea of going to a concert and seeing a washed up like 80s performer play a concert at Turning Stone Casino like you couldn't get me to do it no matter like I, I can't even imagine the scenario that you could get me and you're sitting there waiting for them to play your love like could you imagine how do they get these no I would ask how long the concert is and I would show up for them playing your love Right for four and a half minutes, but I'm telling you, the the version I saw online was like fifteen and a half minutes long. He's got the crowd chanting back and forth. He's got he's got the band intros built in there because that's yeah, your he's masterpiece. Introducing that band, tell me he's not introducing that band. If oh he's... yeah, he is, ladies oh, and gentlemen, Mr. Neil Watley on drums. I mean, I, yeah, unless it's the E Street Band getting introduced no. during. 10th Avenue freeze out. Like, please do not introduce your band. No, he's also got 14 pieces in the band because the outfield went from a three-piece band to an incredible amount of support needed to hide the fact that Tony is at 62 years old still singing Your Love. And he's got, you know, listen, the hard parts of the song, he just had the crowd sing, right? So when it got to a vocal range that he couldn't do anymore, he just had the crowd sing it. Hey, people still love that song. Oh, people man, still love let me that tell you, song. the, the tell you. pan on the audience in 2018 of, uh, you know, his hometown in England and his Tony Lewis concert and the line outside to get in there and the just barrage of 45-year-old women in the front row. It was like nothing you've ever seen before. 45-year-old women, I I'm still in. It's the um, the Casey and the Sunshine Band crowd Right, but that's that the generation for. before. This is 1985. So, like, when right. you were a 17-year-old right. girl in 1985, this was your prime. This is everything you remembered was your love on the radio and that cute guy who kissed you that time. And then you got drunk and threw up on him, and it was all over. But still, it was your love from the outfield that you remembered. And that was just – it was the – to me, it doesn't get more iconic – representation of the 80s than that song that was maybe the best 80s song i ever heard as a kid and the one i love the most for sure and the most one hit wonder of one hit wonders in my mind you know there's a couple others you could throw out there like uh-huh's take on me very like just ultimate one hit wonders. come on 80s. eileen come on eileen yeah but even that was like early 80s Right, it doesn't feel like like that feels like a, a very specific yeah, early 80s song was the 80s Right, but this feels like the just the heart of that yeah. mid eighties, like the Hooters, you know, that those those bands that are just it's rock, but it's cheesy and poppy, but it's not synth. You, you know what I mean? There there's it's a different thing. So it just to me it hit it right on the head. Uh and and I loved baseball and the album was played deep by the outfield. So you, the fact that the song was awesome was like a bonus. 
I'd have been in. So, anyway, rest in peace, Tony Lewis. I, I highly encourage you go to watch the uh, the last version of the album. Dare I ask what happened to our friend Tony Lewis? Uh, <laughs> it's funny. The The internet just broke you up there, so it was like, dare I say what happened to our friend Tony Lewis? Um, I don't have an official cause of death, but let's see. I Unicorns guess. and rainbows, I'm sure. What happened to Tony Lewis? Oh, Tony. Uh, died in his home. No information given. Wow. Unicorns and rainbows. Yeah, man. Love you, sure. Tony Lewis. I apologize. I was very sad to, to read about that. And I love that song, and it's a great contribution to pop culture. So, R.I.P. What well, also, you know, one of the nice phenomenons of the '80s, Nick, is like the Jay Giles band with bass player, lead singer, right? Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, so there's there's interesting. Well, no, Peter Wolf was the front man. Right, but isn't he the bass player? Jay Giles is the guitarist. Peter Wolf is the singer. I know Peter Wolf is the front man, but wasn't he the bass player and lead singer? And Jay Giles was the guitar player. I thought Peter Wolf was just the lead singer. I didn't know Peter Wolf played bass, but I could be wrong. Let's see. Just so we don't. The only time I've ever seen Peter Wolf live, he was just singing. But Hmm. it just listened as a singer, so he might not have been. Yeah, I don't think he plays bass. Sting. Yeah, say, okay, we'll, 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 we'll pretend the Peter Wolf conversation didn't have. We'll just use Sting as the reference. How's that? Joins an elite group of bands like the Police with Sting playing bass. Sounds good. Okay, <laughs> we'll just move on from that. All right, uh, let's get to the actual <laughs> trivia of uh, episode 183 of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Uh, we're, we might play some Blink-182 to exit this episode because we didn't do it last week because of the Eddie Van Halen uh, trivia contest. Nick, I have an absurd true or false question for you, Okay. Might have just made it up. Might be right. a legitimate question, but I really can't tell you that. Aren't they all absurd? Yes. True or false, the Church of England co-owns Beyonce's songs, many of Beyonce's songs. Wait, what? The Church of England co-owns recordings by Beyonce, multiple recordings by Beyonce. It, it's it's got to be true. There's no way you, you, made that, you would make that up. I couldn't even believe True. it when I read it. The Church of England owns one of the largest portfolios of music through this investment in this music publishing rights company. And included there is like, let's just put it this way, some very, very non-Church of England songs. Okay, like Sexy Back. When you think of the Church of England, what do you think of? Henry VIII. Yes, right. Like <laughs> Protestants, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, Protestant owns yeah. Sexy Back. They're making money on the commissions of Justin Timberlake's <laughs> Sexy Back. That's know what i knew it i knew it I, I didn't know it but i knew it this whole time they were up to something meanwhile they're out there buying up all these songs i uh, listen i i read that and i was like what that can't be right it's like no they invested in this company i forgot what the name of it is and and they own a major you know not a majority of the company but like a a healthy healthy amount <laughs> to the point where Beyonce does well. Church of England does well. So if you want to talk about ties, isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? That's weirder 
than Bill Gates owning Apple, like 10% of Apple or something. Right. Right? <laughs> that a couple of weeks ago. Didn't I give you that one? Yeah, he's, he's yeah. a very unlikely owner of Apple Corporation. So the Church of England, who we all have to thank for... Uh, I, Henry VIII? Henry VIII getting his uh, divorce, right? Is, isn't that why it was... He started it so he could get divorced, right? Yes, he's, he literally started it because the Pope would not grant an annulment to his wife, Catherine of Aragon, uh, who was, it was, you know, it was a political marriage. Like he, in other words, Anne Boleyn was so arrogant that she couldn't be the side chick. Yeah, she's like, uh, I'm going to be the queen, not a side chick. <laughs> so uh, just to give you the, the. So how did it work out for Anne Boleyn in the end? Uh, she lost her head, Nick. Ah. And I don't mean that. And the Church of England prevails. Yeah, so the music publishing rights business Hypnosis is owned by the Church of England. So she owns, uh, you ready? Single Ladies, Umbrella, and Sexy Back. All Church of England properties. Church of England is bringing Sexy Back, Nick. I'm I don't know what to say because I have no idea of any of this, and I can't wait to look this all up and figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah, Hypnosis, is spelled, hypnosis is spelled funky, just so you know. It's spelled... H I P, you know, G N O S I S. So it's like fancy hip because it's hip. Right. So you can't find anything out about it. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> All right. What do you got for me, uh, non Church of England related? I've got I a beast off. snoring outside the door, by the way. I, I'm scared to go out. Actually, you know what? I'm, I'm going to skip that true or false. Let's go with this one. What 1995 film was based on a 15th century poem all right say it again what 1995 film was based on a 15th century poem and i can give you the title of the poem if you want it sure i'll take it my poem knowledge is like three poems right so the first thing i was like the raven and then i was like no not gonna work uh yeah that's not 15th century it's called the wallace (laughs) okay um let's see 15th century poem, The Wallace. Right. So I am going to say Braveheart. You got it. Ah. About William Wallace. Well, right. The, the only thing I can think of with the word Wallace in it was either <laughs> Marcellus Wallace and Pulp Fiction, which I'm assuming is not based on a 15th century poem, or William Wallace, which seems in line with the tale of the great yeah, hero. Yeah, I didn't realize that that movie was based on a poem, though. No, that, that, no idea. Terrible. Well, you got to get information from somewhere. I mean, geez, the Iliad and the Odyssey are technically poems. You know what I mean? So so is Troy, just not 15th century. Um, that's a great one, though. That's the Wallace. Yeah, Braveheart was great because it came before Game of Thrones. And, yes. like, Game of Thrones sort of like out-bravehearted all the Braveheart stuff. Right. There's no question. Like, all of those movies, <laughs> you know, it's, it, you know, like the Robin Hood Kevin Costner version. Oh, garbage. Most abs- yeah, garbage, most garbage, absurd garbage. thing of all time. Right, Isn't right, Snape but, the bad guy in that, though? But, like, the, the best parts of Braveheart they reused in Game of Thrones. Like, oh, the Battle yeah, of the ba- Bastards no question. was very much no the question. same as, you know, what Braveheart no question. Like. Dude, even all the Northmen are like the Scottish from that yes, movie. Yes, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like the, it, it, yeah, the they, people north of the really wall. Yeah, it's, you know. When I say they, I mean George, sure. stole a lot from Braveheart. Ah, there's no question. But Braveheart is it still holds up. It's absolutely oh, legendary. It awesome. they, and at the they time picked, in 1995. They also picked the best king 
like I hate that king so much. You know what I mean? He's just so hateable. It's, yeah. it's so easy to hate that guy. So I like it. Uh, great question, Nick. Uh, I'm going to give you this one. Um, I think reasonably easy for somebody of your intelligence level. This is more get it out there because it's funny. Um, a wild hippo problem from the private zoo of a notorious criminal now is a reality in what country? So a wild hippo problem stemming from the private zoo of a notorious criminal is now a reality in what country? Yeah, see, I don't like when you set these up as like, oh, someone of your intelligence would for sure. I give the I give the world the clue of who the criminal is, and I if I asked you that in the question, but as I was reading it, I was like, I can make this more challenging by not. If I give you the name of the criminal, uh, commiserate with the statement I just made, you would get it in ten seconds, maybe one second. A wild hippo problem. Yes, this country now has criminal. Snuck hippos yes. in a country. This and criminal, now wild hippos? this criminal was so wealthy, he had a private zoo, and after he got arrested, the private zoo went unmaintained. Hippos got into the wild. This country has seen the proliferation of wild hippos in an environment they're not used to, at bonkers levels. You ever hear the term "banging like hippos," Nick? Hippos, no. hippos get down. <laughs> no. They get I down. Never, I n- I've never heard that. They get down. Ah, uh, jeez. Whenever you want the criminal, I'll give it to you, and you'll get the question in a second. That's a clue within itself. No one is more associated with this country than this guy. Oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah, I mean... I'll give you the continent. How's that? possibly be wild hippos. I mean, this is not something that could be occurring. You in ready? A lot of- I'm going to revi- revise the question this way. This is perfect. A wild hippo problem from the private zoo of a notorious criminal is now a reality in what South American country? Colombia. You got it. <laughs> okay. There I could figure out there's a notorious. Was that in uh, Narcos or something? Or is No, that, that is recent. Colombia deals with wild hippo problem left from the estate of Pablo Escobar. He had four wild hippos. They got out. They have multiplied 150 times over. There's thousands of them. So how many hippos does a hippo have when a hippo has a hippo? Well, apparently the first load was like eight, and then a year and a half later they're full grown, and they're, you know, mixing with the cousins, and uh, it's hippo mania in Colombia. So how many hippos are there? They said over a 1,000. Over a thousand oh wild gosh. hippos. Thousand hippopotamus yes. yeah. in Colombia. Yeah, yeah. Because oh of Pablo God. Escobar. That, that, that's why nobody's willing to go down there to report on Colombia. So <laughs> nobody even knows. <laughs> I mean, look, there's rivers and a lot of land and a lot of space for them to go. You know what I mean? It's it's a conducive territory to hippos. That's unbelievable. I, we could drive a car right and get there. Right? Yeah, it, I think it, so. It is connected by land. It is. I don't think you'd make it though. Alive? Yeah, no, no way. No. Yeah, you're not making it through Central America. There's no way. There's no way. I, 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 by car, you can't do that. Which is kind of crazy. I mean, you know, I, I cut up on the English all the time because, you know, what, what do they do with their power? They try to take over the world and all of its land. But they did make sure, like, at least Europe was, like, set up. I don't we know. have done, like, nothing. 
with our continent. You know what I mean? Well, that's another <laughs> argument, but I'm not giving the English any credit for, for colonialism and destroying indigenous no, populations. No, I'm, not, I'm saying I always bang on it, but I, I'm saying at least their continent is, like, sustainable. I you suppose. Know what I mean? like, there's, there's no, like, you know, uh, I don't know. All right, throw throw a trivia question back at me, and then we'll go so, uh, do some sports. Okay. Hmm. Can you tell me what the F in F. Scott Fitzgerald stands for? Frankly, Nick, I cannot. Frank? I, I uh. wish it was Frank Scott Fitzgerald. That'd be the best. Uh, F. Scott, let's see. Fitzgerald Scott Fitzgerald? That'd be even funnier. I have no idea. I'm oh, gonna... you could get this. It's related to something else in, in, in history. Ferdinand? No, you have to pair it up with the word Scott. Francis. Ha! What'd you call me? Francis. Any of you guys call me Francis, and I'll kill you. <laughs> My name is Psycho. That's a great Great shout there. Yeah, yeah, so Francis Scott F. Key. Scott Fitzgerald was distantly, distantly related to Francis Scott Key. Ah. But they named him after his distant cousin. See, if my name was Fitzgerald Scott Fitzgerald, I would change it to F. Scott Fitzgerald. Just well, if your name was Francis, you'd say, call me Scott. And that's the whole point, right? Yes. F. Scott Fitzgerald was, he was the first one that said, don't call me Francis. Yeah. <laughs> he literally was. He's <laughs> like, my name is Francis. I'm going to be F. Scott. I love that, too. It's like, what do you call a guy whose name is F. Scott Fitzgerald? You call him Scott. He doesn't want to be called Francis. That's why he's F. Just Scott. Just move it away right? from it. He just gave you the F. It's like, like H. M. Ross Knight Perot. Shyamalan, you don't call him M. M. Knight. You call him Knight. Yeah, or or H. Ross Perot, you call him Ross. Right, <laughs> right. He's, he's shunning his first name yeah. for his own sake. Whereas I am shunning my middle name for my sake. Um, let's move on to sports. I have some interesting one. All right, this is the one I'm giving you. I think you'll get it. I, you know I love college nicknames. Big fan of college nicknames. You are the expert. Nicknamed the Green Wave. Fat Watts and Deuce Watts play football for what school? I know this because I was once, I believe, laying on the floor of a bar in New Orleans yes. looking up at something that said <laughs> the green wave. Yeah. And it's Tulane. It is Tulane University. How about the fact that the brothers Watts play for Tulane? Fats Watts and Deuce Watts. I saw that game. I was like, all right, I'm a fan now. If I wasn't before, I'm 100% bought in to the is green it wave. Is spelled the same as JJ and TJ Watts? Yes. W-A-T-T-S, Fat and Deuce. I'm in for Fat and Deuce. And it's like, it just reminded me so much of the typical New Orleans, like, you know, uh, Fats. You know? Oh, see, about think about the Fats. I was like, oh, I'm right back into Yeah, I'm right back into that conversation with Fats Domino's manager. Think about Fats is Fats don't do that. Never, Is that the thing about Fats? Sir, I've, I've never actually met Fats. I don't know I don't know what, what you're talking, talking about. about. I literally am here to press record on a device. I don't know what you're <laughs> speaking about. I, get I have, it, the, I have this contract here. Does that help you? Years. See, but the thing about Fats is Fats don't care about that contract. Okay. Well, no Fats. <laughs> well, that's great. How about Fats' lawyer? Does he care about the contract? Because well, no the lawyer signed it for Fats. 
Anyway, I'm just going to keep pressing record, and you can keep having that conversation. Uh, anyway, Nick and I live that experience, the thing about Fats. So Fats Watts for Tulane University. I figured that needed a shout, right? Fats. Fats. Go for it. Ask me sports. All right. I got so much here in sports this week. This was kind of the a gold chest of sports stuff. But um, all right, let's go with this one. Who is the only second baseman to win back-to-back Most Valuable Player awards? There's been only one second baseman in Major League history to win back-to-back Most Valuable Player awards. Good God. Could it be Ryan Sandberg? It could not be Ryan Sandberg. Ryan. His name and is it's not, not Ryan. Ryan. Sorry. It's Ryan. 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 Um, like, like the Ryan of okay. an artist. Okay. Is it Jackie Robinson? It is not. Okay. That that would have been nice. Is it Chuck Knobla? I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's my MVP. He is. He is. Uh, the only man that actually learned how to do baseball in reverse. Like, Throughout his career, he started off like, he like an he absolute like house of fire. Like a right-handed girl throwing left-handed. Right. After I don't being want to a major girls league. playing baseball. Some of them In, are excellent. Like They could make that throw that from second happen. to first base. That's kind of scary how that It's the craziest happen. set of the yips Honestly. I've ever seen take hold. Yeah, and I watched scary. it. I watched it all unfold. I watched it all like David unfold. Duvall, I don't know if you know who he is. Yeah, but of he course, a golfer. a golfer. Sure. He was a golfer who actually became, like, number one in the world at the same time when Tiger was juicing and be, was, like, just unbeatable, like, in late 90s. Right. Anyway, Duvall just absolutely fell apart. Just couldn't, couldn't play golf and he, like, yeah, couldn't fell break. apart. He, he, yeah, it, he it, got it, the yips at the worst level you've ever seen the yips. It's almost like he had Sam, uh, what's his name, from Quantum Leap in his body playing golf for a while. And then yep. he shot out. And there was nothing left. But no, nah, I mean, I mean that, that kid Rick Ankiel a little bit with pitching. Oh yeah, not a little. Do you remember bit. that Rick Ink- Rick Ankiel had the biggest case of that ever. But I've never seen somebody overcome that the way that guy did. By he becoming went, an outfielder, he went back to back to minor league baseball. Spent three years grinding. Came back a two hundred and forty five pound mammoth outfielder who just yanked bombs from the left hand yeah. side of the field and, and was good. He, for, he he had a run where for like three or four years he was like freaking good, you know what I mean? Like as an outfielder, right? But right. He, just, he couldn't he couldn't hit the plate anymore. No, <laughs> no, he could not pitch anymore. That but when he was good as a pitcher, he was insane. Uh, he he was like you know lightning out of a bottle, left-handed uh, reliever that was just you know crushed it. So yeah, he he is crazy example of how that happens. But Altuve, that just happened to Altuve. Started getting the yips. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, all right. So best second baseman, back-to-back, MVPs. I mean, Ernie Banks? Nah. I, I, I like, not that I'm, you know, rooting for you to miss this, but it kind of making my point that this guy was so underrated. He played on a team that won three straight World Series, yet he was kind of the... Third guy on the team, I think. What do you think of this team? Big red machine. He, yes. Joe Morgan. Yes. He just died. The late great. Yeah, I met him um, at a bunch of All Star games uh, in consecutive years, and 
sweetest, nicest guy. And when we, you think of the Red Machine, you know who yeah, do you think Johnny of? Johnny Bench, first? Johnny right. Bench, greatest catcher Absolutely. of all time. But yeah, now Joe Morgan. And you think was, of like Pete Rose or, or whatever, but. Joe Morgan won the MVP two years in a row during as the a run. second baseman, on... as a second baseman, and the only second baseman to do it. And he went on to such a great broadcasting career, one of the best ever. And, and like I said, just such it's a classy position. guy, such it's just a classy an underrated guy. position. Yeah, no question. Well, that's that's a great shout, great question. Way to. There's nothing better than when you get a great trivia question about a guy, and like he's on my radar, but it was off. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and I think speaking to the fact that he was the guy that won the MVPs for the Big Red Machine during that run, it even speaks more to how great of a player he was in the time. If you were there, kind of watching it, you're 100 you know, percent correct. It's it's a yeah. tremendous uh, achievement in you know a legendary team already. So, R.I.P. Joe Morgan. Thank you for being such a great human being. It meant a lot to me every time I got to meet you, uh, Nick. How many teams out of the 2020 playoffs are in the bottom six of Major League Baseball payrolls? So of the teams that made the playoffs this year. Yep. And there was many, many teams. Yes. That made the playoffs this year. All of them, I think, technically. Uh, is that how it worked? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, it was it felt like hockey it. this year, felt right? Like yes, felt like yeah. it. I saw teams in the playoffs. I was like, "This team is the Blue Jays are the playoffs." What? It was good. And then, the, and then it was over before it even happens. Like a two-game series, and are they everybody... even allowed in Toronto? No, they were yeah. not. They played the game in like like Syracuse or something. Or I somehow lost money on them, though. I don't know. I, I think I bet them under season wins. All right, so the Toronto... bottom six teams in payroll. How many of those teams made the playoffs out of the bottom six in payroll? So the max answer is six. <laughs> because well, I know the Rays made it, and I know the Marlins made it, and there's nobody getting paid on the Marlins and the Rays. So there's two. Uh, you know, I know the Dodgers are well paid. The Astros have got to be well paid. Uh, man, this is tough. The Brew Crews get paid. They get paid. I would think. You guys have been in the playoffs. You got an MVP. Yep, who we got from had four years of control left on his deal with the Marlins. <laughs> I I want to say four. You're right, four yes! teams. Is that freaking incredible? Woo! Four, four of the bottom teams. six teams in payroll. Yep, is that amazing? I find that absolutely amazing. Drew, sometime in uh, the late '90s, early 2000s, and and I realized it's not about payroll in baseball. Once you get these guys fat and happy, you cannot grind day in, day out. The same Wrong way sport for fat and happy, Nick. Young young and hungry is the way to go. Uh, I mean, it, it's just the way it is in baseball. Now, if you're the L.A. Dodgers and you have the number one payroll and literally everybody on your team is a potential Hall of Famer, right? Then, uh, okay, you know, you, you got it. But when it comes to day in and day out and grinding out all these games and winning, and really, what have the Dodgers done? I mean, you know, we're watching it now. You know, but did they win a World Series like in this whole run? They haven't won a World Series since 1988, the last time I checked. So That's what you know, I thought. I, I, I thought it was Kirk Gibson was on that team pulling pulling around there. It, it's, it's maybe one of the best things you could say about baseball is you just can't stand there and buy one. You know, like clearly in basketball, you can buy one. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean there's like turn a, there's the like, LA Lakers there, around. There's like three players that change the course of yeah. your 
your existence. Yeah. But if in you get baseball, to, you get two of them, you're gonna win. Different. You're gonna win stuff. No, baseball's yeah. it's it's a nightmare to do that. And like the greatest move we ever made was getting the GM uh, from the Astros, assistant GM Stearns, because he changed our entire scouting department, all the analytics, and now we've been look for a Brewer team in the bottom six in payroll to make the playoffs three years in a row. That's, that's absurd. It, it, what's better than I mean? That's got to feel just so great from those kids. You yeah, know? and we had a run against the Dodgers where we were damn close to beating them. You know, we lost uh, in six games, what? but we had every game that was, was six a challenge. Games? Yeah, six games. But was every, that last year or two years? Two ago? years ago. Okay. But look, every game was a challenge, and uh, you know, uh, it was it was a very hard fought series. Oh right, last year the Nationals. Yes. Won. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Correct, and we lost to them in five. We blew that game. So we we had them on the ropes and we lost. So, uh, you know, it's or maybe not with the Nat. I I went to a Nationals well, game where know, he blew I, the game. I, I will say. That, I mean, I will I will say this to a certain extent. Like Billy Bean, right? Yep. That's one of the teams. He just the retired, Astros. right? Yep. Right, I'm sorry, the A's. Retired. Yeah, the so the, it's the A's, the Brewers, the Marlins, and the Devil Rays. Those are the four or six teams. So Billy Bean just retired, and he retired with how many World Series? No World Series, Nick. Right. So I just, you know, it, but you know what he says in in Moneyball? It's it's very clear. He says this: when you get to the playoffs, all of my formulas mean nothing because it's luck of the draw. Now you're down to just luck of the draw, right, which I don't agree with, and, and that's the, that's where I, I I love analytics in baseball, and I think over a 162 game season, it, it works. But I think when you get to the playoffs, it comes to who's got the arms because a hot pitcher. Like, remember when Bumgarner just was like, I'm going to win the World Series this year. And it was like, what are you going to do? Like sure. they literally shipped that guy out on no rest and he just like, pitch. And it's like you can't hit him and he's going to win the World Series. Like th- that's the thing with baseball. It gets to a point. But, where but like a good example out. of what Billy Bean is saying, right? Remember the year we went out there and we saw Oakland play the Yankees in five games. And that last game, like Kevin Apier just came out. He was the A's ace. He had been dominant all year and he just got torched. He just didn't have his stuff that day and he just right. got destroyed. But he like you look at his record that year and everything else. He was the best pitcher in the league. <laughs> but that's where, fantastic. Me, that's where Billy Bean, to, to me, Billy Bean's argument ends on the fact that in, in baseball in the postseason, it's not that it's luck. It's that who's got the arms. It's it's the pitchers that win in the postseason and that they can't pitch like that all year long. They can pitch like that for five times or three times or whatever it is in the postseason that they get cold on. You know, I mean. Yeah, I just I, I think hitters, that I get it. I think hitters. Yeah, you get hot, you get cold. You I think the A's were unlucky not to win a World Series when they had Hudson, Zito and Mulder. Uh, they had well, the that's arms, when they had the arms and they, but had, they weren't experienced enough. And, and those guys, I think they got unlucky. Oh. I, I'm telling you, like the Derek Jeter play, that incredible play that tagged Giambi coming across. That was the difference. Maybe the in that greatest season. baseball play of our lives. I mean, can you think of a better play no. in our and, lives? And, and that cost the Oakland A's a World Series in my mind, like a hundred. Well, it was a divisional. It was the divisional. But series. still, was, the Yankees it was won. Game five. The Yankees won decisive. the World Series, and I thought the A's game. team was was easily the best they've ever had. That was the best team they had. So it, they were a hair away. <laughs> I mean, like you can't get closer than that. That's. 
That's tough to almost you imagine. You were Derek Jeter's greatest play of his life. Yep. Away. Like, that That was it. That uh, small. Play. Fire away unless you want to move on to geography history. Nah, I got to do another sports. I got so Good. much here that I like. Um, oh, gosh. This is a coin flip of which one I want to give you. All right. Who is the only player taken in the top five of the 1989 draft? Not in the Hall of Fame. What sport? NFL. Who is the only player taken in the top five of the 1989 NFL draft? Not in the Hall of Fame. Tony Tony Mandarich? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Green Bay Packers offensive lineman? Green Bay Packers, number two off the board. Yeah. Well, I mean, you gave me my wheelhouse jet fan height of exhaustion. (laughs) You know, that that was the one that we avoided. Do you want to really... Impress the audience by naming the four. I mean, that would be very impressive if you could oh, name the four. Fudge. Because um, all right, so I will say that the way it's even is is like name three of the four, two for ten, all three for twenty. Like that—that's a good way to ask. It. All right. I mean, Let's see how you can. A- Aikman was the number one pick, and Sanders. Aikman and- number one. Tony Mandarich number. Two. Sanders Barry Sanders was the number three pick. Deion Barry Sanders, Sanders number three. De- Deion Sanders was also in that, and he was the number, number five, five guy. But I'm fuck. Um, I'm effing. I, I four is just it's it's a big right, it's so a big blank hole. It's a big bad. blank hole. Um, defense. I remember. I think because. I remember linebacker. Four, four and, oh, linebacker. Okay. Yeah. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. <sighs> Derek Brooks. Derek Brooks, you got it. Nice. No. Nice. No, that's that's not it. That, that can't Derek be Thomas. it. Derek Thomas. Derek Thomas. <laughs> Derek Thomas. <laughs> you said Derek Brooks. It Derek Thomas. Up. Yes, Derek Thomas. Yeah, I was like, no, 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 Derek. no. Derek. 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 Derek Brooks was was <laughs> yeah. definitely a top. 10 linebacker, but Tampa Bay about a decade later. Um, Yeah, Derek Thomas, Derek Thomas. All right, that's, listen, that that never happened again. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Can you imagine four of the first five picks, Hall of Famers? It's uh, insane. I also remember very clearly, I remember very clearly the next group of guys taken, you've never heard of before. Never heard of, but... But there was one more Hall of Famer taken in the first round of that draft. I'll give you the position and the team that took him. What do you think your chances (laughs) of getting it are? Next to nothing. A safety from the Denver Broncos. Oh, Steve Atwater. You got it. Yeah, but you gave me the name and the position. Right, but... I said I will. He's a Hall of Famer, and I, yeah. I said I'd give you the position and the and the team. No, but like I was a Redskin fan, and they played the Broncos, and Atwater was a legend. You know, he's. Uh, but if, so if you hit, if you had given Atwater me the position, like twenty two, I'll put it to you this way: yeah. if you had just given me the position, we'd have been here all night. There was no chance I'd get that. It's just the only Denver safety that I can name. Yeah, it's <laughs> Steve Atwater. He happens to be all of it. It's the only guy I can name now or then. You know, there's one other guy. Um, who was really, really good for the Denver Broncos at safety that I'm missing? Re- more recently. Much more Lynch. recently. Yeah, right. Exactly. John Lynch. That's <laughs> Those are the two people. And he was mostly a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. So, all right. right. That, that's an awesome shout. Um, great question. Let's move geography history. 
All right. All right, Nick. Uh, this guy, we, we named our fantasy team after what I think is the greatest procreator of all time, Antonio Cromartie. Uh, he is not. This man is far more uh, a procreator than Antonio Cromartie could ever be. So who reigned the second longest of any pharaoh in Egypt with over 100 children during Egypt's new kingdom? This I know. Ramses. Yes, Ramses the Great. 67 years in charge of Egypt. Isn't that insane? That's a busy man. You want to hear what's crazy about Egyptian history and how old it is? So King Tut, who's like, you think of as like this ancient, ancient pharaoh. You know how old the pyramids were when King Tut was around? When King Tut was around? When King Tut was around, guess how old the pyramids were? Alright, this is really hard, hard math, but I, I would guess the pyramids were around for 1,800 years. A thousand, yeah, about a thousand years. Uh, okay. And from uh, Cleopatra to King Tut, guess how long? Alright, well, that'll be easier math. Uh, Cleopatra was around about, about 2,000 years ago, so I would say... Uh, two, two, 2,500 years? No, just another 1,000. Just another oh, thousand. oh, okay. Yeah, oh. From, from, I'm talking from the pyramids, right? So there was 1,000 years between the pyramids and, and Sneferu, who built the Great Pyramid, to the, next, uh, or to the next most famous guy, King Tut, who really didn't do anything famous, but he was murdered, and they found his tomb. They found his body whole. Right, he was so, young, right. and he was it, found in, in, in right. good, good shape. So um, and, and then another 1,000 years to Cleopatra. So, but the whole of Egyptian history, so King Tut history. and Cleopatra are only a thousand years apart. Yep, absolutely. Huh. That's surprising to me. I, th- I thought it would have been more. And what's crazy is I learned all of these different things about the Exodus story in the Bible and like the archaeology and history from Egypt that backs up the truth of that. And it's almost certainly during Ramses' time. And there's definitely a couple of pieces of evidence that something absolutely happened. Like for starters, King Ramses. His 13th son, Merneptah, is who became the next pharaoh, but his firstborn died very suddenly during his reign. If you know the story of the Bible, the death of the firstborn. Um, Then during Merneptah's time, they found this— Wait, Ramses in the Bible? As pharaoh. But they don't list. They don't say what his name is. But the Bible mentions the Exodus. You know that's. The but story. it refers to him. I didn't realize oh, that it yeah. was referring to him specifically. Well, it doesn't refer to his name. It refers to the name Pharaoh. That's what they call him. But they don't say. Ramses I understand. But we've we, uh, you know, in biblical history, they've narrowed it down to that as this guy. Oh, 100 percent. So I could give oh, okay. you. I could I give you realize. all of the proof. So the first is that they mention in the Bible the cities Ramses and Pitum. Right, which are the cities that Ramses the Great created and the Israelites were working on. Uh, and they mentioned that they labored in bricks and not stone, which was a very specific detail. People think Moses is a Hebrew name because they mention it in the Bible. It is not a Hebrew name. Moses is part of the name Ramses. Ramses' name in Egypt is Ra Moses, means uh, Ra is born. Moses means born. So Moses is a purely Egyptian name. Um, There's a lot of crazy, crazy details, but the most uh, that points out that this absolutely happened and it established the the Israelites as people in existence is Merneptah, the son of Ramses, after Ramses died. And keep in mind, he lasted 67 years in charge. 
So now his son takes over. He had a Stella erected about some military battles. And on that Stella, it mentions all these different battles against the Canaanites, the Philistines. And they're all marked with a very specific hieroglyph, uh, three mountains and a dot, which indicates nation. That's the hieroglyph for nation. Then you get down and he says, and the Israelites have been dispersed, but their seed has not. And there's no mention of uh, the nation symbol because they were just a wandering people. So the son of Ramses left us information that the the Jews were, in fact, wandering through the desert uh, after being displaced. So it's the first time they've ever been mentioned in Egyptian history. See, the thing is, Egyptians never recorded losses. <laughs> so if they lost a battle, you, they've won every battle according to them, ever. Even All right, so same as me. Yeah, right. And that's a good way to go. So it's I don't, uh, I don't record the losses. It's you know Ramses didn't be like hey by the way you know this plagues hit and this god came down and everything was like really crappy for a little while but the fact that his son died uh, the fact that every one of the plagues mentioned in the Bible you can explain properly like even the sea turning red the Nile overflew with red soil once a year that happened every year um, there there was just so many different examples of. Uh, where there's things that match up, where you you probably have an exodus happening. Thing is, the the Bible says six hundred thousand people. Odds are, it was much more like six thousand people. So, why would the Bible be so off on how many people? I, I think that could be both a combination of translation and and why six hundred thousand. I mean, six hundred thousand people back in those days just seems like a crazy uh, number. Absolutely impossible. Uh, the right. entire Egyptian population was not a million people by all accounts. So it would be very weird for 600,000 Jews to be living in the Delta by themselves. Right. This just doesn't, doesn't make any sense. No. So, I mean, again, like it, it, historians have a lot of different reasons, but that happens all the time. You know, there's there's accounts uh, left of people saying what their army is like Artaxerxes army of 1.4 million Persians that invaded Greece. That didn't happen. It was probably a tenth of that. So, you know, a lot of those guys are putting out false information to, you know, make them and the battle look bigger than it was. So you never know. Um, but that's it's interesting stuff. So, yeah, Ramses, uh, hundred and something children, which is which is nice. Do we know how many wives he had or? Uh, does he, does he yeah, he, he had or? like 40 on record. He took wives oh, as conquest wow. from battles and. Uh, yes. From various far far away places, Nubia, from the Sudan, just all these different areas, they were sending wives as tribute, and he would have more children, and a lot of them ended up as priests, and you know, basically running a royal court. But by the way, <laughs> second longest reigning guy, there was a uh, pharaoh, long time before Ramses, who reigned like ninety seven years, from the time he was four to the time he was one hundred one. So that's impressive. All right, geography, history. What you got? What you got? What you got? I don't have anybody that reigned for how many years did you say? Ninety four. Yeah, like ninety four years. I'll get you the guy's oh. name. Uh, it's pretty awesome, though, that your life's work was to have more kids than anybody could count, and the first thing they name after you is condoms. So nobody yes. has any. So nobody has any kids like you did. Oh, Pepe the second. Uh, ninety years, third dynasty. Pepe, P I P I the second. Oh. 
Pepe the second. And he had oh he lasted what ninety years. Ramses the second, sixty seven years. Twelve seventy nine BC is when Ramses came to the throne. So you could actually pinpoint the Exodus date pretty easily. All right, let me get you some geography. All right, let me try you off with this one. Uh, the world's largest film studio complex is located in what country? India, Mumbai. Yes, easy. Easy work for you. Well, because everybody's like Hollywood, and Mumbai is like quadruple. They put out so many movies a year. <laughs> they, they have like a studio complex. That they have like a Statue of Liberty there, like as a prop. Like right. It's, it's gigantic. <laughs> Dude, Bollywood. It's 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 insane. And people swear by it. I watched like thirty minutes of something. I was like, oh, I, <laughs> it's no, no, no. watchable. No, no, no. Uh, no, no, no. 100% it's unwatchable. No, no, no. 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 I guess it's it's, my, my you know, it's, it's weird. Like, why do I perceive India as being broke? Yet they have like the largest statues. They, they got, got a the billion people. They got a lot of they got a billion people, man. My stepmother went to India a couple years ago, sent pictures. It, it looks like when um, Kate and uh, which prince is she married to? William yeah. were on vacation in the Seychelles. Like it looks beautiful. Like it's uh, it's so funny because India. Uh, is- listen, if you took pictures of, uh, give me a town that we can uh, poop on without getting in trouble here on the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Uh, our buddy used to be the high school um, football coach, but he stopped coaching before he even started. Is that? Yeah, but I want to get to it. That's too local. That's too close to home. I'm Uh, thinking like uh, 8-mile Detroit, okay? Oh, the Bronx. There you go, the Bronx. The Bronx, Bronx, the Bronx, Bronx, right. The worst. So like, if you only saw pictures of that, you'd be like, oh my God, what are they talking about with America? It looks horrible. Like America is the Bronx. They have trains running over their heads. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like everybody is begging for money in the streets. This is a a good. Every store sells stereos. Somehow, even though nobody's yeah, bought nobody a stereo in 26 years. Anymore. But he uses what a, a single Bluetooth speaker place. in their phone. Um, Nick, <laughs> what area of Manhattan was ruled by Bill the Butcher in Gangs of New York? What area? Yeah, what was the name of the area ruled by Bill the Butcher in Gangs of New York? Oh, man. You're going to make me dig for this. It's a key, key, key thing. With the movie. Are we still in geography history or are we yeah. in entertainment? This is a bridge question. The five points. You got it. The All right. Five points. How oh. great is that speech? This guy's asking me, time check. This guy's asking me 11 17 at night. World Series is six to four, bottom of the eighth. What network, by the way? What is points. it? Who's broadcasting? I can't even find it. It's Fox, 805. Is it? It's Fox, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know Fox why? always it's, has the World it, It's probably. Joe Buck's calling me, man. And, and we're in a 3-2 game. we got a tying run at the plate. Yeah, it's probably Nobody just out in the listing the wrong uh, wrong thing here for the sake of. Uh... I mean, this is it for the Rays. If they can't hold on to this. They, it was 5 nothing and a no-hitter in the fifth. Now it's 6-4. to four, Tying run at the plate. Nobody out. They're playing in that, uh, whatever that thing is. I've, have you ever been to it's a, a game big, there? It's a big field. I actually like it here. Uh, have it's you ever a big been stadium. to Tropicana Field? 
No, they're not playing at Tropicana. Oh, they're not? They're playing Dodger Stadium? No, the whole series is in... Oh, that was hit. All right, he's out. Uh, no, it's it's in Texas, Arlington. The whole series is in Arlington. Oh, they're bubbling it? Yes. That's interesting. I didn't know that. And meanwhile, I think ta- I think L.A. has been there for a while. Like, they've been playing in Arlington. Tampa was playing in San Diego. That's fascinating. So there's a little home field advantage for the Dodgers just because they've been playing in the same stadium for... Since so the NLCS. Texas is like, we'll let fans in. We don't care. <laughs> yeah, they got fans there. It's great. Oh, well, you know the guy in our um the guy in our fantasy league? Yeah. Gator? Sure. And uh Well, anyway, him and his kids, they went they're huge Braves fans. So they went to all seven games. Oh my god. It's all in the same place. It's yeah, the yeah. same hotel room, all seven games. They were up three to one. Yeah, and blew it. And lost. Yeah, I haven't seen them yet, but they're you know, they're home now. But man, that was a tough. That's, that's a tough trip. The five. Can you imagine what that costs? I mean, I, no. I haven't asked them or talked about it, but well, I think home. you get airfare for like they pay you to fly. It's like you get like a two drink minimum. Uh, I know, but dude. There's a thousand, two thousand. How many seats? And you went to seven games. It looks like way more and than that. If you look at the stands right now, it looks like way more than a thousand. All right, so there. say there's five thousand. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just saying. Twenty five percent of fifty thousand capacity is way more. Those than... are people you're looking at. Those are cutouts. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <You're laughs> cutouts. That's right. great. Did you see yeah, that the uh, entire cast of South Park was placed at a uh, Denver Bronco game? I didn't get to that weeks ago, but they the entire audience was every member of of South Park that's ever appeared. Yeah, my sister in law put her put her uh, put her dad there for his birthday. Oh, I see now. Uh, I see game. those yeah. those rows are all cut out. Those are not people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, what do you think that he had to pay to go to seven games? That's funny. It's like, imagine you're up. First of all, you're. Up I would hide as a piece of cardboard getting into the stadium. Be like, look, I'm not actually here for the game. I'm just this giant piece of cardboard. I'm going to place it there and leave. Okay. That's fantastic. I'm looking at it like this place looks packed. It's like, nope, those are definitely cardboard oh, those cutouts. Those are cardboard cutouts. Oh. The humans are uh, limited are humans. Cards. All right, let's uh, let's rock and roll here. What do you got? You want to move on to uh, entertainment? That was my bridge question. All right, I'm good. Let's move. All right, Nick. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question that is out of your wheelhouse because you don't follow internet trends, and I like that about you. Uh, ah yes, I'm old school. Man. Makes I'm like makes an me old happy. Man. Yeah. But you're gonna have to get this based reading on the, the clues. You're gonna have to I'm get like this old based man on the clues. Reading the paper. You're gonna have to get this based on the clues because of a TikTok video, which I know you know what that is, but you don't like it. What Fleetwood Mac song has been streamed 250 million times in the last month? <sighs> Are you aware of this? No, there is I'm also a corresponding question about what product sales have been boosted 7,000% because of a viral Fleetwood Mac video. Well, you know I don't watch commercials, and you know I don't do internet trends, so I really have to think this one out. I mean, Apple iPhone just makes sense because of the, but the that it's coming out. 
The so question is, what I, Fleetwood Mac song? Oh, I got to name the. Am I right with the product? No. Oh, all right. This all is right, a food. Whole- this is a food product. A food pro- right. or drink. It's a drink. What, oh, it's a drink. It's a drink, but not an alcoholic drink. Can you read the whole thing one more All time? Right, for so me? this this is its own question, but I'll talk about the drink thing after. Because of a TikTok video, what Fleetwood Mac song has been streamed two hundred and fifty million times the last four weeks? Jeez, oh, you know I'm I'm not allowed to watch TikTok. It's good, <laughs> and that's not legal, folks. But uh, that's self-imposed. <laughs> There's no mandate here. I don't want any of your things like. Host of Quizzo registered? Uh, uh, yeah, it's not. It's not. It's yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's personal it's, choice, folks. Self-imposed. Yep. Um, well done. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is "Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow," but that I haven't heard that song in in. Neither years. is anybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that can't be it, right? No. All right. Let me focus here for one second, and see if I can come up with this. Oh gosh, nothing. Um, it's. I think it's probably their best song, but maybe their best. Well, song. no, 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 no. Their I'm, best song. This is their second best song. Because their best song by far, in my mind, is uh, "Go Your Own Way." That's my opinion. Go your own way. I also love the chain. That might be better than Go Your Own Way. But this is their number one by a wide mile now, thanks to this. Wow. Crazy. It, it's crazy. Oh, man. They're at almost 500 million for this song now. My favorite has always been Rhiannon. Yeah, I love that song. But for obvious reasons, we're not going to talk about it, Nick. Haunts me. Talk about Rhiannon. That song haunts me. It haunts me. You know, we might be like too like like. What is the percentage of people that actually know a Rhiannon? I mean, it can't be a lot, right? No. Right. No. It cannot be a lot. Let alone get to the point where it haunts somebody, you know, and we're not allowed to talk about it. But anyway, um, I'm joking. I don't care. Think I care? Uh, I don't care. The chain is that uh, Tusk. What is Tusk it? Tusk is my guess. No, Tusk. It is not uh, Tusk. So it is the song Dreams. Dreams. I couldn't think of it. So, I, I, so what happened was somebody put out a video and they're basically drinking yes. this juice. Because a specific type of juice is mentioned, or specific type of fruit is mentioned in the song Dreams. Can you, can you uh, tell me the fruit mentioned in the song Dreams? No, I cannot. Uh, I'm really pissed. It I need to cool off here. Cranberry. So Ocean Spray Cranberry Juice's sales have gone up 7,000% since oh. this happened. And the video is basically somebody lip syncing to... 30 seconds of dreams after they guzzled down a big swap of cranberry juice. And then Mick uh, Taylor got on board and, and copied the trend. And, oh, by the way, 
they're doing it while they're moving on like a car or something. So they're like hanging out of a moving car as they do this. And it's it, you know, it's a it's a it's a fun 40 second video, but then people started copying it all over the place. So there was this jet fan that copied it and he literally the car crashed. The the bottle goes hits him in the head and spills all over him. <laughs> and it was like, ladies and gentlemen, I give you the New York Jets. It couldn't have been a funnier thing to see. <laughs> the New York Jets? Yeah, this this guy doing the TikTok trend but falling out of his car and having the cranberry juice spill all over him. Oh. And he's wearing a Jets jersey and hat. It's... I'll send you the video now that this will make sense, but it's fantastic. Is and it supposed to be blood, or is it just supposed to be a mess? No, it's just the cranberry juice. He literally was trying to do the TikTok trend, but the like he was. Oh, he just did it. Yeah. Oh, okay. This was it wasn't this was supposed to be like representative of the Jets. No, this was just a fluke thing that happened that actually felt like it should have, you know, by karma happened because he was just doing it, and then he fell out of the car, crashed, and spilled it all over himself. Well, he was just huh. trying to accomplish the simple thing that everyone was doing. <laughs> so I'll show you the video, and then I'll show you, you know, his. And I mean, who drinks cranberry juice straight? Have you ever had that without no. cutting it? It's disgusting. No, it's the worst. It's such a, like, ugh. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't know how Where's Ocean Spray shit? pulled this off, but it's, it's genius. Like loaded with Can you sugar. imagine it's anything, good. anything like, good enough it. to get people to drink seven thousand percent more cranberry juice? <laughs> For a, for a nineteen seventy seven classic like, rock song, I want to drink cranberry juice for any reason whatsoever. It's it's unfathomable to me. The only so. reason I drink it is maybe to cut a screwdriver. Like if I have an orange juice and vodka, low cranberry juice sort of cuts it a little bit, makes it taste better. I yeah, don't know. That, that's the only I, reason to right. drink cranberry juice. Right, that's right. So I'm just saying. Kudos to the marketing department because however you fell into that one. Gosh, I'm so pissed I got that wrong. I got that's tell okay. You. I, I tell you what, I have the best cover of the song Dreams you will ever hear in your life. This girl, Lainey Gardner from Nashville, who's a country singer, who did a cover of this. This is this went viral afterwards. Um oh my god. She crushes Stevie Nicks. Like I don't even I don't even think it's a contest. Like this is what <laughs> No way she crushes Stevie. Dude, Nicks. I'm telling you, you're gonna listen to this best. version and you're gonna be like, this girl's voice. You know how like you hear somebody in their prime, and then like 20 years later, you hear another recording, and you're like, oh, they clearly have lost it. This is like Stevie Nicks in her prime, but like better. That's the best way I could put it. She's, I mean, she's young. She's, you know, obviously got youth on her side, and Stevie Nicks sounds like a goat now. But it's not the, you know, it's not the point. You're, you're just gonna like this version. Trust me, it's a very Seductive voice and a great song. So, all right, entertain me. Give me, give me an entertainment question. I got one more for you, and then we'll call it a show. All right, entertainment. Man, I got so much good stuff in entertainment. Where am I gonna go? Um, and I had a TikTok video. <laughs> That's where I went. Clearly, I didn't. All right. See here. Oh, gosh, this is so not in your wheelhouse. I just love this question. But I gave you stuff out of your wheel. I'll just go for it. I don't care. All right. I think you can get this. It's it, again. It's not in your wheelhouse, but I think you could get this. And if you need a clue, I can get you there. Maybe with a clue. All right. 
Can you believe there's only one person to ever have two Oscar nominations for playing the same person? And it, it's an actress. So I, my question to you is what actress has two Oscar nominations for playing the same person? In different movies? And I'm going to give you an extra 10 if you can name the person. So, um, yeah, I mean, when you say different movies, I mean, you know, is there a sequel? Like, like part one, part two type thing, yeah, but it's the same yeah, person. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's, I'm surprised there's only been one person ever be nominated for an Academy Award. I'm not saying they won it. I'm just saying nominated. Is it something from The Godfather? You would think, but that's different actors getting nominated for yeah. playing the same character. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Well, right. no, because Nobody's maybe like a Diane multiple... Keaton or something, you know. Right, but she wasn't nominated a second time. No, of like course it. not. I don't. I didn't even know she was nominated the first time. I'm going on blind luck just of a great, like, there's not many great sequels. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's not many great second movies people did that would get a Oscar I know. That was, that's what makes this question so hard because this has nothing to do with, like, great movies. This just has to do with like a person that fits a role, like that, and that's what makes this question tough. Yeah, I, I got nothing. I got. But nothing. it is only all right. I will give you the role. Okay, I still probably have nothing, but let's, well, let's take let's the clues. Let's take the clues. Who is the only actress to ever be nominated for two Oscars? For the same person, for playing Queen Elizabeth. Oh, okay. It's funny that you said that. Because <laughs> you kind of knew. Yeah, I kind of did. Like what? Right. So yeah. That's what um, I say. Queen Elizabeth. Right. That kind of makes it. I, I knew you were kind of thinking because it's like kind of like yeah. How many of those movies were there? There was a bunch of them. And they kind of seem like they got nominated a lot. See, Maggie Smith? Oh, no, no, no. Not Maggie Smith. Much younger than Maggie Smith. Gwyneth Paltrow? Ah, God, no. Well, she did Shakespeare in Love. That's the, yes. But then didn't she do some other uh, Queen movie? I don't know. No, she never did anything like this. <sighs> She's, she remained, like, hot throughout the... Oh boy, no, I'm not that's even... a well-hit ball. I'll feel. No, her name is Kate Blanchett. Yes, Kate Blanchett. That's right. What was the name of the movie she did? Oh gosh, I think it was called like Elizabeth, and then like the Queen. I, I don't uh, know. Who cares? I, I actually don't have the movies in front of me, but it's like yeah, that sounds. You know, like, that sounds more <laughs> dull than Dinner with Kate Blanchett. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a Dennis Miller reference, obscure Dennis Miller reference. It's just an unusual fact that she's the only person to be dominated for playing the same person twice. Going to the pen to get that last out. Sorry, Loop. Uh, I wish the answer was Vito Corleone. Right. Well, I would have taken, like, Diane Keaton. You know what I mean? It's so funny when the answer is wrong. Like, I, I could step in real quick with this one. So I got a trivia question the other day. It's a phenomenal trivia question, Drew. Who is the only person to win an Academy Award for acting 
end for writing? I mean, that's a phenomenal question. It's a very hard question, too, because I no one knows writers. I see a question writers. like that, I get excited. And I know right? that, and I absolutely know that uh, the first guy that I think of as a, a gifted writer who's also on the director side doesn't have a shot at acting. So, like, you know, like a Tarantino who's, who's both a writer and... Right, but like, like the first guy I think of is, like, Ben Affleck. Oh, Except Damon. I know Ben Affleck never won an Academy Award for acting. Matt Damon. So the next guy I think of is Matt Damon, who's been nominated four times for acting. Crazy. But guess how many wins he has for acting? Zero points. Zero. Zero. Same number of points that Leonard Fournette had last week, Nick. <laughs> and to bring it all home, yes. Yeah, yeah. The same amount of points that Leonard Fournette had sitting on the bench last week. Watching LaShawn McCoy <laughs> in garbage nothing. time like, up a hundred points. Do nothing. Like just it's like hand the ball to LaShawn McCoy so he can get tackled immediately. Yep. Um, but anyway, I saw that question. Like, this is a great question. What's the answer? And then when I saw the answer, terrible like, answer. Impossible. Go ahead. Emma Thompson. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. I didn't even bother to look up what she wrote. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> yeah, it's like Emma Thompson. No one. Yeah. I, I, it would no be hard for people to, to identify Emma Thompson in the round of Thompson or the round of Emma. You know what I'm saying? She's one of those. I could do her both ways no, with those both Emma rounds, Thompson. and it would it's still be very hard. You know what? The it's round of Thompson, bummer. though, is a good round. You got Fred Thompson, Emma Thompson, the Thompson twins. There's a lot of Thompsons. I think I could do some. I could do well, a round could, of Thompson. Couldn't George Clooney write something? You know what I mean? Like, like how is what about five, Emma? four Emmas, Emma Thompson, and then five Thompsons? Is that a funny round? What is the round? It's four Emmas, then Emma Thompson, then five people with the last name Thompson. Yeah, it's perfect. Okay, Beautiful. good. That's perfect. You could have the baby from Friends. That, that's right. Em, Emma. Ross's, Ross's <laughs> Rachel's baby was Emma. Well, you got Emma a Stone. You got uh, Emma. Isn't uh, Hermione? Isn't she an Emma? Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Like I like me some Emma Watson. So we, yes, we could find four. Beautiful. We could find four. Very Emmas. beautiful. We Who? could find four Emmas. Um, all right. Uh, I like it, Nick. I'll I'll leave you with one last trivia question. How's that? And we'll get okay. out of here. Uh, coming up on Halloween, Nick, one week away. So I'm going to give you the one of the ultimate uh, old school Halloween trivia questions that uh, is from our childhood. And it's gettable. Who provided the spoken word section of Michael Jackson's hit thriller? We know who did the Beat It solo, late Eddie Van Halen. But who provided the spoken word section of Michael Jackson's hit song, Thriller, y'all? All right, so we're going Halloween trivia now. Just one. I know this. Next week's the big week. This was maybe my favorite piece of, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if you call it art, production, whatever. I loved, 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 loved the Thriller album. I, I, what year did that come out? I mean, were we five? Was that 83 yeah. or 84? Yeah, we were like five or six. Yeah, yeah. 
this was like as I was just embarking on like even knowing what the hell was going on. The Thriller album came out, and I just loved. I loved it. Fantastic. There's no other way I could say it. I, he was my favorite. Michael Jackson, my favorite performer. I love this. It's Vincent Price. That's right. And I just, dude. Vincent Price showed up later on in uh, Edward Scissorhands. Yep. Yeah, I just, I always loved, loved that Thriller album. I mean, I and and that whole creepiness of that song just oh he always... ad- he he adds the ultimate feel to that song that song yes. without his darkness falls over like that scares the hell out of me letting me listen to it it scares the hell out of me when i hear that's it that's fantastic like that's vincent bright like my, even my grandfather was right because like, he's like one of the greatest actors of all time and he is yeah. <laughs> just terrifying and, you know, stuff. that's vincent price and i'm like i don't know what the hell you're I don't talking, know who you're talking about. about that guy is terrifying i don't want to sit put it this way he's not babysitting my kids anytime soon no, but I did love it, and uh, it really made, I don't know, that, that Thriller album, if you were ever alive in 1985, I think everybody kind of knows where they were when they... Yeah, I, I, I remember waiting for 8 o'clock to hit where MTV would play the video, and it was just a huge deal to get to see that video, because it was like 14 minutes long. It has a whole intro and a whole, like, you know sequence and stuff and they're out at a movie theater with this cute girl in a little poodle skirt oh, before yeah. he the, the zombie. Awesome. But, but like when we were five when that was coming out or six, I don't know. It yeah. was like we dreamed of being old enough to like go to the movies with a girl. Like we were still oh, yeah. young enough where that whole experience was in itself. Exciting. Like, but then mystical, to, to have yes, it turn on its yeah, head with yeah, a zombie coming and after you. And for it all to turn into like zombies. And werewolves and stuff. Yeah, it's like, oh. Was awesome. I, I don't know. So this for, is how my first date's going to end up. It was five when Thriller came out. Like, you right. were enthralled. Well, speaking of dreams, Nick, here's my uh, my cover version of dreams as we end episode 183 of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. This, Nick, this is Drew. Trivia we'll see you next podcast. week. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information. This...